0: Welcome to the Piney Pastors Podcast, the elders meeting after show where we hang out to discuss theology and issues relevant to covenant members at Piney Ridge Church in Wentzville, Missouri. It's like a Bible study, covenant members gathering, elders hangout, and talk show all wrapped up into one. And it's all about making disciples of Jesus Christ. So grab another cup of coffee and let's get started. Welcome to another edition of the Piney Pastor Podcast. I think I said that right. <laughs> Piney pi- Pastors.
1: Well, it's pastors. David Neighbor said it in the recording. What did he say? Already. So it doesn't matter what you say. Okay. It's already been said. Listen
0: to what David said. Welcome to where we're at, <laughs> what we're doing. Um, so today we are going to be talking about um, something that is in the news. We, we don't normally do this, actually. Uh, talk about current events. Um, but uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you probably know that uh, Israel is at war with Hamas in the Middle East. We're recording this on October the 24th. Yes, October 2000 the 24th. 2023. 2023. By
2: the way, even if you have been living under a rock, yes. that's still true. That is true. Yes. Yes You
0: just maybe May don't know about been it been. if you're living under a rock. Um, but... Uh, Today, we want to talk about some of these, um, some of the issues surrounding it without getting into all the um, geopolitical issues and questions, unless Steve and Nathan have awesome insights for us. I uh,
1: do not. Um, I would say that, um, I don't know, I'm trying to look and see when this was released. Uh, there's a, a podcast called Breakpoint. Breakpoint. Mm -hmm. Produced by the Colson Center. And um, sometime in the last... I listened to it a couple days ago. But sometime in the last couple weeks, they released a podcast uh, interview with two men. Uh, One is a um, man who lives in Jerusalem. And he is a uh, Christian. He runs a couple different organizations there. um, uh, Providing relief aid and things um both to Palestinians and um Israelis but anyway his perspective on what's going on there was really helpful and then he interviewed um the um John Stone Street the guy who was hosting the podcast interviewed another guy who um has written and studied a lot on um just war theory mm. and so he talked about How we as Christians should understand um, war in general, and um, and what it what it looks like for a country to wage a just war, and and then looking kind of applying those specifically to the situation. So I would commend those to people, or or that podcast again. It's the Breakpoint Podcast.
0: Okay, from what day? Colson Center. Yeah, I don't know. Um recently. earlier, earlier in this same month. Yes. But not before the seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, but mainly what we want to do today is talk about some of the um theological implications that um and applications that people may want to make about um the situation. In particular about um how are we as Christians today to view and um think about, talk about and respond to the nation of Israel and all that they do and all that happens to them. Um, so, uh, I'm going to ask some questions, and you guys can feel free to ask some of your kick own. Kick them back as well. at you. That's right. and say, That's a good question, Jason. Why don't you speak to that? <laughs> we will see. <laughs> um, so maybe we could start, start off talking about um, who is Israel. Steve, you were talking earlier about how there's different ways to see even. Um, how that word is used in the Bible and how we Mm -hmm. use it today. So what are some of the ways that the term, the name Israel is used?
2: Well, we have Israel in the Old Testament is a nation that came, that descended from Abraham Mm -hmm. and and through Isaac and then his son, Jacob, who was renamed Israel. Mm -hmm. So we have Israel, the person, and then we have Israel, the nation that came from him. Then, of course, during uh, after Solomon's reign, that nation split into two nations mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, and the northern kingdom, the northern ten tribes, um, formed a coalition that became the nation of Israel, and the two southern tribes were called Judah. So that can be confusing, because mm-hmm. are we talking about the nation yeah. as a whole? But then after... Uh, the Northern Kingdom was taken into captivity by the Assyrians. They never returned. I mean, they they sent right. a few of the poor ones back, but and they intermingled with the people and actually became the Samaritans. Mm-hmm. And then when Judah was taken as in captivity, and when they came back, that that nation began to be referred to as Israel again, right? Because that's what we see when Jesus is around and Jews, the right. Jews, yeah. And uh, then we have the nation, what would you call it, nation-state Israel, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that was formed in 1948 when the whole goal was to reclaim the land that the Jews were promised by God in the Old Testament. And then also um, we just have ethnic Israel that not necessarily you could— you think of like even Jews living in the United States might you still might consider them part of Israel. And then lastly, we have Israel Shaw, who is a member <laughs> of our church. And so many a, uses of the word a a lot, lot of different. So yeah. I think that can be somewhat confusing. Sometimes right. you know, with this nation state today that's named Israel, how do we think of of that in relation to what we see in the Old Testament? Mm-hmm. And things then, like that,
1: did you mention? Maybe you did, and I just tuned it out. That the um, the church is, often is actually,
2: called, yeah. Paul refers to the refer- church as the Israel of God. Right. Thank Galatians, you. Yeah. I, I forgot that. That's
0: Galatians 6, 16, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, he also says in Romans nine, six, for not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel. Um, and saying that the, uh, um, that, that there are Christians, the spiritual Israel, you might say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you have ethnic, you have uh, national, you have um, spiritual. And in one sense, I don't know um, what people would say. Maybe they're a convert to Judaism, theological Jew, and maybe they would call themselves a part of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, Yeah, that'd be interesting. But yeah, so it can be confusing even when we use the words somewhere interchangeably, but they are talking about different things. So it's helpful whenever you're talking about things like this to have clear what it is. Yeah, and even when
1: you talk about ethnic Israel, um, thinking of those descended from Abraham, well, um, you have Ruth, a Moabite, who Mm -hmm. becomes Mm a, what you might call, a theological Israelite because she converts. Um, And then David Mm -hmm. is descended from Ruth. So he has Moabite blood. So even in talking about the ethnic Israel and those who are descended from Abraham, it's not all just clean, clean lines. Right. Yeah.
2: And and even, you know, let's say the 2000 years or so since Christ was uh, walking the earth, there there have been a lot of intermarriage and, and things like mm-hmm. that. So. Right.
1: So yeah. The point in all that is it's complicated. When We it talk is. about Israel, even uh, defining what we mean mm-hmm. in a given context.
2: It it's complicated. Important. Okay, is that the end of the podcast? <laughs> That's it. Now? That's it. Yeah. Here we go. Um, all right,
0: so uh, acknowledging that it is complicated, uh, uh, I think it might be helpful for us as often as we can without being obnoxious about it um, clarifying what we mean when we use the terms so in this Mm -hmm. podcast especially Mm -hmm. so here I'm going to ask this question Um, is Israel and by Israel I want you to um, maybe I'll I'll ask the question and I'll let you define the answer uh, you give is Israel um, in any kind of special covenant with God today
2: Any of the uses of the word. (laughs) Any of those. Maybe you should narrow down the question. Well, the Israel that is the church for sure is under the covenant of grace. All of those who are followers of Jesus Christ, who are trusting in him's uh, life, death and resurrection by faith to atone for their sin. uh, They are uh, in a special relationship with God. They are the children of God. Mm-hmm. The, the they chosen are the ones they yeah. are the heirs, according to the yeah. promise Paul says, yes, yeah. yeah, so we would say, in
0: that in the sp- spiritual Israel is in the new covenant a covenant of grace in Christ, right, and that is a special relationship they are God's people, yeah, um what about would we say that um um and I think it's helpful to
1: notice that the church is spoken of. Uh, in the same terms this spiritual israel is spoken of in the same terms as uh, god when god spoke to the descendants of israel that he says uh, like first peter 2 you are a chosen race you are a royal priesthood you're a holy, a nation. holy nation right a mm-hmm. people for his own possession
0: yeah right. and and we don't have a uh, a specially formed government or place where we right, re, right. you know make laws and that type of thing, mm-hmm. where God is king, we are his people, his nation, yeah, yeah.
2: so if your question is is ethnic Israel, mm-hmm. uh, you know we we see in romans where where paul says what's what advantage is there to being a Jew? Well, right. he doesn't actually answer ask that question directly in chapter two of Romans, but the implication in chapter two is not much at all. And then he turns around in <laughs> chapter 3, and he says, what, he does specifically say, what advantage is there to being a Jew? And he says, much in every, much way. In every way. Yeah, right. Meaning what? And, well, but in, in Romans, uh, I think it's 11, he says, has God rejected Israel? By no means. You know. So what does he mean by that? Uh, God chose Israel to be his chosen people. He chose them to be a nation that he would be in covenant with. He would be their God and they would be his people. And so um, th- through all of these years, now we see that when, when Jesus came, they did not accept him. Right. They rejected him as their Messiah and they continue to do so today. And so when Paul says- in, As a whole. Uh, yes. Yeah. When Paul says in Romans 11, uh, that as regards the gospels, they are enemies for your sake. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about what that for your sake means later. But they are enemies of of the gospel, and yet he says in the in the very last part of that same verse, yet they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. So I think there still is some, and um, there are some ways in which uh, they are still um, the people of the ethnic people that God chose, and they have a special they are special privileges that they have
0: had um, because of their history mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah and all by all by grace by the way you read in Deuteronomy um, um, chapter 7 that he says that I chose you out of all the peoples of the earth not because you were more numerous not because you were so special but because I set my love on you mm-hmm. and so this is God's unconditional sovereign love that he poured out on them and, um, and chose them for a special purpose mm-hmm. and that ultimate special purpose <coughs> was to bring about the Messiah.
2: But as regards salvation, as regards to being part of the God's holy elect, then I would say that there is no advantage. And I think that's Paul's point in Romans when he says that. There is no advantage to being a Jew or a Gentile. You must come to faith in Jesus Christ in order to be a part of God's covenant people today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So
0: all Jews and all non-Jews, if they are not trusting in Christ— they are enemies of the gospel. They are anti-Christ if they reject right. Him, and so and therefore they are not God's special chosen people in the saving sense. Right,
1: they're not in that <coughs> saving covenant. Right,
0: right, okay. yeah. And so, so if we, we're thinking that way, is you know, spiritual Israel, and yes, they're in a covenant relationship with God. Um, ethnic Israel are not in a special covenant relationship with God in the sense of the saving new covenant in Christ what about the nation state of Israel? So we're thinking about the Middle East, that that nation that was formed in 19, uh, 1948 that has the land there. Um, are they, um, it, would, would we say the same thing about them as the ethnic people of, of, of Jews?
1: Yes. Um, yeah. In that, that nation, the nation of Israel is in uh, no more of a, unique or special relationship to God than any other nation. Right. Um, the There was a covenant with the nation of Israel, uh, most clearly and um, specifically detailed in the Mosaic Covenant, um, where the way that they would relate to God as a nation was very clearly um, stipulated, and <clears> the <throat> people of Israel broke that covenant. The Mosaic covenant repeatedly. I mean, we're going through judges right now, and we see that God was patient with them. He was faithful to his side of the covenant, uh, both in bringing discipline, the curses, and the blessings of the covenant. <clears throat> um, but the people of Israel repeatedly broke that covenant and ultimately um, rejected God and his covenant plan totally, by rejecting the Messiah. Yeah. Um, and so...
0: it came yeah, to his, his own, f- and his own did not receive him. Right, yeah. John 1.
1: So, um, again, the nation, current nation state of Israel is in no more of a special relationship to God mm-hmm. than any other nation. And
2: it's I think it's easy, again, to say, the, the, as regards the gospel, they are enemies of... Uh, they are enemies because... They have legislation that, that makes it illegal to uh, share the gospel with people, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they attempt to quash Christianity. Uh, so they are, I don't think, I think that there are people who actually see this, this fight going on over there as Christians versus the world, you know, Christians versus the devil. Mm-hmm. There aren't very many Christians. There is a remnant. There are people that are Messianic Jews, that, but, but they're a very small percentage. Mm-hmm. And, and to be clear, we would say that um, anybody,
0: any person, any group, any nation, any um, organization that does anything um, that is unlawful or immoral to the people uh, of, uh, of Israel, the mm-hmm. nation state, or to any other nation— would be wrong. Yes. Right. And so we would condemn any terrorist act against Israel, just like we would condemn any terrorist act against yeah. Americans or against people who live in Zimbabwe or France or wherever. Or Gaza. or Yes. Or Gaza. Yes. yes. And to say that, it, so any group that does, any person or group that does something that is um, a, a war crime or does something that is um, against God's nature and character and ways and rules, would be uh, should be condemned in the sense of judge saying that this is wrong and there are things that uh as the world and they should
1: be prevented from uh carrying out those kinds of acts again to um if possible right that there should be um constraints put on them and if that means that those who carry out terrorist acts must be killed then that's what needs to happen Mm
0: -hmm. yeah um Yeah, and so let me ask this a little more specific question about uh, the nation state of Israel and the land. So we call it the Holy Land and um, it is uh, right now they have a a strip of land that is considered Israeli territory. Now, uh, Palestinians would disagree with that and say that that's their land and and that in 1948 it was given or taken by them and uh, throughout the years. But the question here is, does the nation state of Israel have any divine claim of that land being promised to them today? Thinking back what you said earlier, Nathan, about um, the nation uh, of Israel um, being promised land, but they were in the promised land, and God exiled them out of it for their idolatry, Mm -hmm. for the rejection of Him. Mm -hmm. Today, what implications does that hold?
1: Well... Uh, would maybe back up and say that the reason why it is a, um, I would say, pretty commonly held belief, um, even among evangelical Christians, that the Jewish people or ethnic Jews have a right. And again, it gets all muddy with, are we talking about ethnic Jews? Are we talking about the state, nation-state of uh-huh. Israel? Um, but <clears throat> that just to generalize that people would say that uh the Jewish people have a right to that land. It goes all the way back to Genesis and um God's covenant with Abraham when he says, "I will give you this um this land and I remember in genesis does does God actually gives a specific um geographic he gives some markers right yeah for um like the river the boundaries. to the river yeah, yeah the boundaries of the land. Um and so people can look at that and say well God made a promise to Abraham. Uh God all keeps his, his promises. All his physical
0: descendants it still belongs to them. So days. yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> and actually the the plot of land that the nation of Israel now has is much smaller than what God outlined in mm-hmm. Genesis and so um really they're they're not receiving what God has deeded to them.
2: Right? Um so there were two covenants. There was the covenant with Abraham, and then there was the Mosaic covenant. In the Mosaic covenant, which you talked about earlier, Nathan, mm-hmm. he said, "I, you know, I'm going to take you to this promised land. I will give it. I will protect you. I will provide for you. I will be your God. You'll be my people as long as you keep the covenant." They did not keep the covenant, and God has uh, ended that covenant with them. The Mosaic covenant, the law was fulfilled by Christ, and now. There is a new covenant. He so said, I will make a new covenant with my people, mm-hmm. and which we see as the covenant of grace. And you can correct me if I say something wrong. Oh, uh, good. But anyway... I was just
1: going to add that as we were studying through Hebrews, we saw that the author of Hebrews actually says the old, that old covenant <clears throat> that he's talking there about, the Mosaic covenant, is actually obsolete.
2: Obsolete, Yeah. Mm-hmm. yes. The covenant with Abraham was also to him and his offspring... Paul clarifies that in Romans 4, I think it is, and Galatians 3 also Mm -hmm. says much the same thing. Um, He says that that it's those who are in Christ. So we could say the church that are the offspring of Abraham, Mm -hmm. they're the actual uh, inheritors. In fact, he says, you read that in Romans 4 just a Mm -hmm. few minutes ago, Nathan, where it says, yeah. They, will, they will inherit the earth. Is that what mm-hmm. it says? Well, I'll read
0: it right here. It's uh, Romans four thirteen and uh, following. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be the heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if it is the adherence of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. That is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and being guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but to also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Um, in the presence of God in whom he believes. So he's saying that it's those of faith who Mm -hmm. are the offspring of Mm -hmm. Abraham that they will inherit not just this strip of land in the Middle East, but the entire world. Yeah, yeah. And so in that sense that we would say that uh, ultimately the world belongs to all of those who are in Christ by faith.
2: Yeah, and in Galatians 3.29 he says, And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Mm -hmm. Heirs according to promise. Right. So um, the promise of land given to Abraham is actually going to be fulfilled and consummated in mm-hmm. the, the new heaven and the new earth when the new Jerusalem comes. Which is important to say, because
0: when we say that we are mm-hmm. the heirs of the promise of the land there in all land, it doesn't mean we go take it by force because it's no, right we right. like that's
2: what the Crusades were about, for right. example, yeah, but that's not what God
0: would have us do, but rather wait for him to bring about the consummation of the kingdom, mm-hmm. yeah
2: amen, hmm
1: so I think we answered the question, but maybe, yes. maybe not directly um we'd say, no, Israel does not have a divine right to the land that they now occupy the, no, the nation state say, of israel Not according to promise
0: no longer right yeah, no longer. Yeah, no longer. Right, right right yeah according to yeah. promise any longer right
1: um now yeah. the the political question is a different is a totally yeah separate mm-hmm. yeah. separate issue and um we can you know have different views on that but we would not say that <clears throat> for instance um as american christians we should support um and defend israel because they have a divine right, right to the land, to the land. Yeah. yeah we might have other good reasons to say that For we sure. should but yeah not that one
2: yeah and i think um in genesis it says god says to abraham i will bless those who bless you mm-hmm. i will curse mm-hmm. those who curse you and also obviously that meaning and your offspring mm-hmm. right. and and a lot of a lot of good well-meaning brothers and sisters in christ take that verse to mean that at all costs, our nation should support the nation of Israel in everything they do, in order that we might receive the blessings of mm-hmm. God. To stand against them would and be to invite the curses. Yeah. yeah, and and then also you you know, you mentioned while ago Nathan that individuals also yeah uh, see that oh I have to individually support Israel for that very reason so that I receive the blessings of God and avoid the curses. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it seems straightforward, mm-hmm. right? If you only look at Genesis, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Don't if understand. you look at um, how God interacts with his people across all of scripture, and again, these passages we've already mentioned, that it is those of, you know, Romans 4 and so on, that it is those of faith who are heirs of the promise. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. i we be seeing Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. I, I am them. one of them, and so are you. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So in that sense, we would see as we look in the book of Revelation, what you see is that um, God does keep that promise that those who bless his people, that is Mm -hmm. his people of faith, um, true Christians in the new covenant, he blesses and those who curse him, curse them, he will curse. Yeah. And so there is judgment that will come upon everyone who um, is anti-Christ and anti-Christian and tries to stamp out the people of God and persecute them, God will hold them accountable. He's keeping his promise that he made through Abraham, and I say through Abraham on purpose. Yes, there was a sense in which it was made to Abraham, but it, we see in Galatians that it was made through Abraham, ultimately to Jesus and mm-hmm. all his people. Mm-hmm. Um, Abraham wasn't the the the, the final um, covenant keeper of that Jesus is. Right. And he was pointing to Uh, the christ the messiah the promised one and so in him we have all of the promises of god as yes and amen Mm -hmm. which i think that um if we look at not just the land but all the promises of god in the old testament to the um that he made to his old covenant uh, his old um, testament people in the old covenant um whether abrahamic or even mosaic there are ways in which that um, God's promise to protect and fulfill and provide for and to care for and his steadfast love um, is ultimately meant to be fulfilled for those who are in Christ. And so we see those promises being fulfilled. um, um, It's not as though we say, hey, um, we don't care about or we somehow replace all of uh, ethnic Israel. No, it's just that the ultimate fulfillment of all the promises consummate in Christ and his people. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think that really is our concern, is that we want to make sure that the conversation really is on focused on who are the true covenant people of God, yeah. and what are um, the implications of that. Now, somebody might uh, want to protest and argue, um, you know, to their blue in the face that. Um, What's happening in Israel, or whenever Israel does the nation state of Israel does something, or something happens to them, that um, there are good reasons why they should be defended, and I'm not going to stand in their way because maybe there are really good reasons. Mm -hmm. But one of those good reasons is not because they are the covenant people of God in the same way that Christians are today, Mm -hmm. and that all the promises apply to them like they do to us.
1: Yeah, and one of the um kind of almost shocking sounding truths that comes from what you're saying is that there are, um, Palestinians who are the true Israel of there God. True
0: Christians. Amen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not a lot of them. No. <clears throat> um, but the same it's, thing, it's could hard use, to survive there. The same um,
2: thing could be said for the Jews too. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not a lot of them, mm-hmm.
0: but some. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, I, I think that there, it, there's sometimes I get the vibe that there are, we have these categories. We think, well, there are, um, there are non-Christians, like maybe atheists and Muslims who are the lowest. And then you have the rest of non-Christians. And then you have right near, right before you get to the Christian category, you have non-Christian Jews. Mm-hmm. As they're, they're like right. more special and better than all the rest. And then with Christians, you have um, Christians, then you have American Christians, and then you have Jewish Christians at the top. Uh, and it's like, um, that's the category is those who are the people of God and those who are not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how
2: God deals. In, you know, it's almost like in Christ there is no Jew or Gentile. I don't yes. I, th- that just came to me. Hmm. That's, I think that's Bible, Steve. Uh, yeah. That
1: is actually a word from the Lord. Yes Steve. Yes, you could say that that. That. <laughs> you have been given.
0: <laughs> yes: Yeah, so um, when we think about you know the idea of people standing with Israel and, or siding with Israel, um, we don't automatically want to reject that because there could be good reasons for it. Mm -hmm. Um, but we would categorically say that it is not true that if you disagree with something that the nation state of Israel does or thinks that, um, that they shouldn't have this or do this, that therefore you are going to be cursed by God. Yeah. Or that if you, if you stand agree with them that you will be blessed by God. Right. That's not how that promise is made. Right. Um, and in fact, um, and Eric Elves had told me this last night. I thought it was helpful that um, when you look throughout the that is
1: pastoral candidate. Yes. Eric Elves.
0: B Eric Elves um, said that when you look throughout, look throughout the Old Testament and you see the nation of Israel um, and when they were rejecting God for idols or in any way being disobedient uh, and rebellious to the Lord, um, that God would send them prophets. And those prophets were standing with Israel but they weren't agreeing with Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they were Part of standing with them for them was to call them out from their sin. And so the best thing I think that we can do um, for um, ethnic Jews and um, who are not believing Jews and the nation state of Israel is to pray for them that they would come to faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. Just like we would do that for all those in Gaza and all the Palestinians and every other uh, nation in the world that if they're not trusting in Christ, that they would do that, that right. they would submit to him, mm-hmm. um, that he alone is king, and um, that we, when God gives us opportunity, as he gives us opportunities, that we would prophetically speak the gospel truth. That is, we mm-hmm. would declare that if they reject Christ, that they are rejecting God, and therefore God rejects them, yeah. and they are still under the condemnation of God, and um, that their, their blessing, not just of a land here and now, temporally, but their blessing of Um, eternal blessing of forgiveness and salvation and uh, reconciliation with God and having uh, the new heaven and earth be theirs and all the creation um, for the glory of God be theirs is only found in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so we would point them to, uh, proclaim them Jesus as the Messiah. Yeah. Any other um, thoughts or you think maybe helpful things to bring up?
2: Yeah, well, I think it's helpful to think how shall we be praying Hmm. then you you've already said i think the most important thing to Hmm. pray is for this uh you know paul says in romans 11 that a partial hardening has come upon the jewish people uh and they don't they don't believe most of them uh and so yes pray for the salvation of 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 the people of israel pray for the salvation of the people of the palestinians uh, pray that that God will be honored and glorified, not just in those two nations, but in every nation of the world and in every tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the glory of God might surround the whole world. I think uh, praying for mercy for those who are, are being uh, just in such wretched, horrible conditions right now in Gaza, mm-hmm. I think that that's an appropriate way to pray. Mm-hmm. That, that we would be able to, we being the people of the world, but maybe especially the Christian people of the world, be able to reach out to them and minister to them during this time when uh, they're living under such horrible conditions, mm-hmm. uh, praying for them to be have that relief, uh, praying for those in both, I don't know if you say both countries, both people groups mm-hmm. that are Mourning the loss of Mm. thousands of lives, yeah, yeah, Yeah. and uh, you know, pray for peace, even as we know that Jesus said there won't be peace until ultimate peace until He comes.
1: And I think praying that the um, there does seem to be, I don't think it is has been caused, but it seems that there's been a spirit of anti Semitism revealed Mm -hmm. by all this. Um, in a lot of nations, including um, the United States, and that is a a hatred of a a people, mm-hmm. um, any group of people is satanic. Yeah. Um, it's not anti-Semitism. Isn't more satanic than um anti uh, than than racism of any kind or yeah. any other anti-Muslim anti- racism. Yeah, exactly. Yes. 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 Um. And so we can be praying that the the love of Christ, the understanding of um the value of all people being made in the image of God would um would come in and and chase out those thoughts of hate and desires for harm for Jewish people or all people. Yeah, so yeah. and and the the possibility right now, I think, for um um anti palestinianism among mm-hmm. jewish people that they would hate palestinians i think is very very real i mean if we were to put ourselves <clears throat> to think of ourselves in their situation um i mean because of the size of israel <clears throat> um i think nearly everyone knows someone who has been injured or killed or you know knows someone who has been because it's such a small i mean everybody in israel in would know right right have, yeah, yeah. and so it, it when that kind of terror, terrorism, and acts of brutality hit so close to home. Um, a natural, sinful response is not just righteous anger, but hatred. Mm-hmm. And so, we praying yeah, that bitterness that wouldn't take root.
0: Yeah, and I think that um, it's important to say that that you have um, you have Jewish Christians, you have Palestinian Christians, you have um, uh, <laughs> you have not only just in general Israel and Palestine, but then you have Hamas. Which mm-hmm. is maybe um, made up of Palestinians, but do not represent all Palestinians, right such that they are um, they are a terrorist group and um, self proclaimed as such, and, and
2: their charter is to eradicate Israel yeah, mm-hmm. which o- is off the map and
0: um, somebody said recently that um, why don't they just both put down their weapons and there would be peace? Well, if they both put down their weapons, there would be peace, but if Israel put down their weapons, maybe Hamas would just kill them, yeah, uh, so that's likely, their desire yeah. and, yeah, and vice so. versa yeah and and so what we want to say is that uh, as you as steve said that there will not be perfect peace in this life but there can be temporary peace Mm -hmm. and we can pray and god can do great things in people's hearts and bring a great revival in the land of uh, of uh, of palestine and israel and Mm -hmm. many people can be saved um so we can pray for peace pray for healing pray for love and for salvation um Because in in part, we know that God is not done because he's not come back yet. Christ is not here, which I think maybe one of the last things I want to say is that a lot from this time, there are so many people, well-meaning, good, godly brothers and sisters in Christ who want to bring up, well, this is probably a sign of the times, a sign Mm. of uh, some Mm -hmm. eschatological uh, ending, some where you got the eschatology, the end times is coming. And this is just the uh, beginning of the last days. And I want to bring in talking about Russia and Iran and bring in um, this, the, all this happening is just fulfillment of all these prophecies. Um, but I think that that is, um, it's really, really reaching and it's, uh, it's unhelpful um, to, to make this the center of this all about um, that instead of about really, it's about sin mm-hmm. and it's about the need for a savior. Mm-hmm. And that's where our focus should be instead of thinking oh well I guess what means Jesus is gonna come back real soon now because this is another uh, no maybe no. yeah yeah may, there are there are and, and that's the thing every every evil that happens <clears throat> as we read scripture we see that every evil that happens is really another sign. Mm-hmm. that a we that there is sinners and we need a savior and that we need Jesus to come back mm-hmm. and that he will come back and every day and every event is another day closer another event closer to it but yeah. it doesn't mean that he's going to come back in the next 10 years or even a thousand years mm-hmm. we don't know that
2: and that we should live with that knowledge with that that being in the forefront of our minds is that Jesus may be coming back soon mm-hmm. stay awake he and says. we need to stay awake yeah. we need to trim our wicks <laughs> we need to keep our oil but we need to be sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ because when Jesus comes back that's going to be it yeah and Judgment. we and yeah. we want yeah. Judgment is is right behind him. He's coming back in judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we need let that motivate us. Let it uh, just cause us to to share the gospel with our family, with our friends, the people in our neighborhood, the people with whom we work. Anybody that's within our sphere of influence, let's be sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with them.
0: Yeah, indeed. Final word. I think that was it.
2: Amen. Amen.